You're listening to a classic business podcast as heard on Classic 1027. 1027. As we go offshore, thankfully we can forget about our own self-induced uh, hole that we find ourselves in with uh, Mark Wetman, CEO of Unum Capital, who's built a trading platform for classic business listeners. If you want to begin trading offshore, go to trade1027.co.za. Good evening, Mark. Uh, it's been a while. The tech bubble. Are we seeing signs of a potential bubble popping here in this market? I, I like to always phrase that this is turnaround Tuesday, so let's not be that negative. Yesterday was a bit of a bloodbath. I mean, the NASDAQ was down, I think it's been seven days out of the last 10. Fortunately, NASDAQ is bouncing again today. It's up uh, sort of three quarters of a percent. So yeah, I think the air is slowly leaking out. And, and we've got some earnings we're going to chat about just now, and we're going to talk about the fang stocks a little bit later. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm a bit cautious going into these elections. I wouldn't be too invested in some of these tech stocks. Airbnb saying that it plans to list on the NASDAQ. That's got to be the top. But this market is just living on a different planet. Uh, isn't it time it comes down with a bit of a bump? I think so. Look, we, we, uh, our technical analyst has had a look at some levels. And, and on the S&P 500, 3410 30, is one of these third levels that we watch. And we're kind of there or there at the moment. If we come through that, technically, we could come down to 3220 and then down to 3043. So that's 5% and then 10%. But those are not scary moves. And I think we're probably going to do that going into the selection. I think there's going to be a lot of volatility. I think the stimulus trade uh, is now fading. I think we've seen volatility come into the market. And then we're having this big debate about blue wave, light wave, you know, whatever wave. So I think you're going to see the market come off a little bit into these elections. But there's some analysts saying use that opportunity to sort of buy a few things. And there, and there are some pockets that you should be buying at the moment. And like? So uh, one, of, one of the areas, and uh, I, I loved one of the analysts put out a report the other day which said, if you're going to put money into the market, you big bang for your buck is in the industrial and energy section sectors in the U.S. And these are both have lagged. And, you know, as I started putting this research report together tonight, you know, Caterpillar and 3M both came up with their earnings, which, which both missed. So the industrial sector in the U.S. is actually underperforming. And it's probably an area you want to look at and maybe adding a little bit into your portfolio. So for listeners, if, if, they, if they're not in U.S. industrials, have a look at XLI, which is one of the industrial ETFs in the U.S. And uh, that is uh, a nice position trade for when things do rotate back into those um, old-fashioned, old-world uh, sort of stocks, uh, the, not the, the, the tech flavor of the last couple of years that we've seen. Now, your one big thing that is going to move the market this week, uh, if we were talking uh, South Africa, it would undoubtedly be that mini-budget. Uh, offshore, what's your one big thing? So just on that mini budget, I mean, I, if I was, if I had brands at the moment, uh, I, I would, um, that I want to sell offshore, I'd be buying here at sixteen ten between sixteen and sixteen ten before that mini budget yeah. tomorrow. I'd be taking some money offshore, um, yeah, and I would definitely do it before the GDP report, which is the one that I'm watching for this uh, this week. It's probably too late for Trump. I think Trump will use this thing to show that you know everything's coming right. They're expecting that they're, that they're going to have a sort of a thirty two percent jump quarter on quarter, which would be the biggest jump uh, that we've ever had. Um, but that's kind of the recovery of the 30, 30 odd percent fill that we had the quarter before. 
So it's, it, it's a whole lot of movement just to go nowhere, effectively. It's a statistical base effect coming off uh, such a poor quarter in, in the prior quarter. Uh, and it doesn't really change the fact that um, growth is still a major concern in the U.S. We don't have that stimulus out yet. We're seeing new COVID cases on the increase. Uh, and, and all of that is just uh, keeping this market on edge. Absolutely. I mean, you're 100% right. It's just rebasing. The GDP is still going to decline in the U.S. around about 3.7% for the year. So this is an economy that's not really going anywhere. And, you know, it's an economy that's, that's driven by consumer spending. So they really need, and I don't know how you do that when you're all locked down apart from going online. You need that growth engine to come through. Absolutely. Uh, from a company earnings perspective, uh, we are now in the third week of U.S. earnings season. And this is undoubtedly the big one because we've got some of the big tech stocks who are, are going to be reporting. On average, what have we seen in terms of uh, consensus beats and, and what are the, um, the, the big names that you're going to be watching out for this week? So if you if you set the bar low enough, you're always going to beat. And at, at the moment, it's an 85% beat for the earnings so far. But that hasn't really helped the S&P. The S&P is actually down 3.8% uh, up until yesterday for the earnings season so far. And what, what we're finding is that stocks that are beating are not being rewarded, but stocks that miss get pummeled. I mean, if all you have to do is look at uh, SAP yesterday. SAP, SAP had a miss, and they're down over 20% for yesterday. I'm sort of flat for the day today. And uh, that dragged down Germany's DAX as well. I think 3.5% yesterday, that big miss. Uh, on the IPO front, uh, obviously, uh, Ant is the big one. Uh, which other IPOs are on your radar screen? So I want to chat about Ant next week. It's going to list on the 5th of the book builders. Uh, they're probably going to fit, finish the book build by Thursday. I mean, that one we have to chat about next week. But McAfee uh, listed last week. Uh, actually didn't have a great IPO, is, is down about 7% or 8% from its IPO, and it's probably worth listeners having a look at it. I mean, it's a good stock. Um, other ones for this week, you know, AIG is going to spin off its life and retirement business, so that'll list separately. Um, and, you know, I've always had the IPO uh, ETF in our portfolio. It's up 72% for the year. If I was someone holding that at the moment, I'd probably lighten a little bit of that, and, and I'd lighten on the uh, IPOs which is the international IPO ETF as well. I'd still keep it, but I'd lighten a bit. So speaking of ETFs, you, you're lighting up on that. Uh, is there anything you would be loading up on uh, after you've freed up some capital? So I love the U.S. market. I love, I mean, you know, although I'm an active trader, I, I use ETFs a lot in our portfolios. And, and I just love the diversification or diversity of ETFs you can get in the U.S. And they've just brought a new one to the market. So I, I don't know if listeners have heard about SPACs, but they're sort of the pre-IPOs. You know, they, they, you list this, this sort of shell and then you put things into it. And the SPAC market has done exceptionally well in the U.S. There was 116 uh, listings uh, this year and 44 billion of listings. But now we have an ETF that's going to track the SPACs. So this is almost the ETF of the pre-IPO. And if I was going to say lighten on our IPO ETF, maybe take some of that money and put it into the SPAC ETF because I think this thing this thing's going to be kind of unusual. Uh, it listed a week ago. It's already off 5%. So you can get it at a 5% discount to where it listed a week ago. Special purpose acquisition companies. Get your SPAC while they're going cheaply. That's your trip offshore with Mark Whitman, CEO of Unum Capital. Next week, uh, we run the rule over the world's biggest ever IPO, and that is Ant Group.